Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday, you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Go to our room. I talk to some people and, you know, they talk about what they do, blah, blah, blah. Then it comes to me and say, then I tell people, oh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And then you see this like awkward silence. And then they will ask their question, what else do you do? <laughs> what else? <laughs> Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut. And I'm Don, SG Budget Babe. And today in the studio, we have a special guest with this episode. He's none other than Cliff. So, Cliff, a few words of introduction. Okay, uh, my name is Cliff, and I must stay home there for the past three and a half years, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's been long, almost four now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we brought on this um, episode with him to guest star because we felt that, you know, a lot of podcasts and shows out there and magazines and basically media, right? The whole female perspective has... Stay-home moms have had uh, their share. Mm. We should hear from the stay-home dads as well. You sure it's not because we just wanted Eric to go? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. It's like, Eric, enough, like, enough of your talk, right? We need a new person. We need a switch up. We want to talk a little bit about should you quit your career for your kids right Mm -hmm. should you quit your career for your kids and i know it can be a much more nuanced discussion that's why we're here today yeah yeah and we have a very deliberate setup because cleve gave up um to everything to be a stay-home dad you're 100 percent stay-home dad (laughs) i chose the easy way route as you guys know i'm like 50 (laughs) percent so yeah i I can explore that (laughs) (laughs) well i think everybody's different right like every parent family makeup is different so i don't think like you know, I think it's up to each parents to decide what works for them. And I know many stuff home there, they do part-time stuff, right? So so it's and actually these days things work can be so flexible. You work at home and you do this and that. So I think I think we're gonna all like everybody is a bit different and that's okay. Right. okay. But but yeah, but today I think that's the that's the idea, right? We wanna talk a little bit about this because this whole like total fertility rate once again is in parliament you know Mm -hmm. this whole discussion is once again there you know but it's always discussed in such an economic light yeah you know it's like oh yeah if this is low we gotta bring in more people you know we gotta do that do this uh, more bonuses but i think i think that's one side of the argument they're missing the big picture yeah 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 they're missing the amount of work it takes to raise a kid (laughs) nurture a kid and not to mention a lot of things go and they get sacrificed if you choose the easy way out so the extent of your relationship with the kids would be very different if you spend more time uh, whether it's stay home or half half part-time thing or whatever right but yeah if we just go to being like you know dual income like how our parents generation did it 
Well, I mean, from that family episode, we saw how much toxic baggage yeah, that yeah. was, right? We need to change things up. Yeah. And I think the government, for all their credit, yes, they control money at a problem, but it's more than just money. We need to change um the perspectives, how society views it, and more importantly, how um stay-home dads and moms are viewed by society as well as when they want to reintegrate back. How can we help that? I yeah. think that's a bigger issue yeah, to yeah, solve. Yeah. So that's the social lens, right? That's the social lens that we're trying to go for today. The is... social compact. Yeah, wow. <laughs> can you not? I'm trying to like make it like more down to earth and it's like all these big words, right? We're not like, sponsored like, by yeah, the government, sponsored, okay? Right? Ministry of uh, Family and Social Services. I just stole like, yeah. Lawrence Wong's term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. No, yeah, we're the... helping to create a new social compact and yes. this new social compact needs to embrace the fact that all these things are changing and it's more focused on all these soft skills and intangibles yeah. that money cannot solve yeah maybe you can start with just uh, discussing like what is a common misunderstanding of stay home dads yeah what's the biggest misperception that you usually see or encounter it's also my part of my frustration my beef of being a stay home dad <laughs> it's like sometimes you know I go to a room I talk to some people and you know they talk about what they do blah 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 then it comes to me and say then I tell people oh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And then you see this like awkward silence. Mm. And then they will ask the question, what else do you do? <gasps> what else? <laughs> right? So, so you know, I, I, of course, I got to be like, you know, before, I mean, okay, like I always have to like start, switch on my like, you know, intelligent thing, right? So that I'll be like, say something, you know, that, you know, people will think of me say, oh yeah, then I say, oh, I'm actually studying my uh, master's of, divinity on part-time basis you know just so people think that there's more you know but a lot of times i think the assumption is that what else do you do because i think you know that being a stay-at-home dad is you know at my guess okay i don't really know but my guess is that people think that's them that don't don't really do too much yeah yeah let's unpack yeah. that i think yeah. the fact that that question or even gets asked right? yeah yeah, it shows that society generally don't value the work and the contributions of stay-at-home parents, right? I mean, if you do value them, why do you need to ask what else do you do? And maybe that also shows that society doesn't think that this time and this work is meaningful, is productive. That's why you need to justify with something else. Like, oh, I'm taking my part-time master's. Oh, I am doing like part-time something. Mm. Why do we have to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like right. actually, I just say that it's a full time job, and it's more than what it you is. do. It's, it's more than full time because <laughs> it's more than a full time. It's, you it's never all the time, off. right? You, you never knock, knock off. off. No day yes. off. It's yeah. just crazy hard. Yeah, right? There's Sometimes. no bonus, no CPF. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. And then exactly. the kids wake up at like four, five, six. You know, you know, like three, like two, three, four, five, six in the middle and of the, the night. The worst right? thing you can't quit yes. this job. Yeah, you cannot like. You cannot like. I gotta take a time out. It's very hard. It's very challenging, especially in the when the kids are early years, right? Then they really need you hands on all the time almost. I think it would yeah. be beautiful if society reaches a level whereby people can say, I'm a stay-at-home dad or I'm a stay-at-home mom. And instead of people asking, what else do you do? They were like, wow, I really respect you. It yeah. must be hard or it must be difficult. No, and once upon a time, it was norm, right? Like housewives is a norm thing. You know, it's, housewife has a negative derogatory stance to it today. But in the but past, yeah, that is a goal. It was very normal. Right, yeah. I think also like that was mm. a very different time and age yes, because yes. back then there were more kids. Mm. So, I mean, you could, if you really wanted to try and justify it, there one person staying home to take care of many kids is more productive than taking care of a few. La. But times have changed, right? Mm. And the relationships yeah. have also changed. The way we raise our kids and what they go up against in the world, mm. the stress that they face 
in school has also changed so much. Yeah, and and I also think the cost of living, lah. Right. Yeah. Last time, yeah. single single income families could you can, you can survive. Yeah. yeah you now, can pay for the house and do all this. Yeah. Stuff now it's like it's very hard. It's impossible. It's almost yes. impossible, it's right? And, and that's why most of the stay home parents, uh, at least when one figure stay home, I realize the spouse has to be of a certain, uh, at least have to cross a certain income threshold. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, that family is unable to make this sort of decision. It's just impossible. Yeah. 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 Within, do, do you find this choice. as well in your own experience? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, we made the decision not primarily looking at economics, like, you mm. know, at our finances, but we made decision based on, I mean, what our needs are. So, so, so just to explain like how I got become a stay-at-home dad is yeah, that... Yeah, what made you yeah, and your like, wife Okay, so so, so my path. disclaimer is that like, you know, I don't really like kids until my first born. <laughs> right? I'm not the type that, oh, I love kids. Oh, uh-huh. No, 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 of course not. The stay-at-home dad yeah. does not like kids. And I, Do you and like I your never, kids? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Along the way, so what happened was that my wife is a medical doctor and she has a bond with the government to serve so we were in canada and the states for a period of time before COVID hits so when we came back she has to start working to finish off her bond so that means that she has to work there's no way to do part-time or whatever and so at that time my kids were two and like six months or like three mm. months or something like that so it's very very young very small so there's a couple of options right i can send them to preschool or daycare and then i go back to work and or I can you know get a helper to do this and clean up the house and do that and I'll go to work, you know. So so we we look at different restaurants. We visited different schools, and then what we have decided is that it would make sense for me to stay not working for a period while she works and I look after the kids. And how did we come to that? Is that because I work in in church in not nonprofit. And you don't make the money, you know, right? So <laughs> that's no profit to begin with. Right? Like, that's, yeah, that's no profit. It's not. It's not profit driven. You know, it's not. Like, I'm not going to make the big yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. But also, I I realized that you know it doesn't make sense for me to work and not see my kids, right? And then my paycheck goes all to daycare. Have someone else to look after the kid. And so with that, I decided, okay, you know what? Let's just <laughs> being gung ho, not realize what I'm doing, just jump in and say, "Yes, we're still home there," and and that's how we made the decision. And you know, I I struggle. I think I struggle. I think I don't know if others stay home there, but I do. Is that you know, I feel like in the first, like I feel like my day has no purpose. It's very mundane, right? I would mm. take my kids, go to the mall, go to eat watermelon and then go to library go to NTUC go home every day is the same you know I feel like it's a waste of my time I could do something much better in my with my life than this and you know obviously nobody will give you applause for doing that or at least any guy <laughs> no you know so 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 I just feel like what am I doing and 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 I struggle with that for about I don't know six to eight months so I, mean, I, I realized that oh when I teach my kids something they can pick it up they learn something, then then that really changed my paradigm of what it means to be a father. You know, where like before, if I had it my way, I won't see my kids and how would they know who their parents are, mm. right? But now I realize that, oh, when I spend time with them, that's actually what it means to show love to them. Of course, you know, talk to any parents, of course they will say they love their kids, right? But how do I show love to my kids so that they understand the love, right? And and for for my kids, especially the older one, is spending time with her, like mm. quality time. And I realized, oh, that's what it means. And then I can see how I can teach her things. I can show her things. We do a lot of you know things together. And and we start to homeschool. So 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 with 
Yeah, I stay home there. We started homeschool. Okay, at first not me, mostly my wife, because my wife is better at it. But then it came to a point where like she's told me that she cannot handle the homeschooling because she's working as well. So, so what happens? I take on part of the homeschooling. I do math, science, logic, all the other stuff, right? All the, you know, she does the language, Chinese, English, grammar, which is better than me in all those. And yeah, so so I I was able to taught her things along the way, and I thought that was a really wonderful experience. Not just teaching her things, but actually like being there with her, the relationship that we have to do something together for her to learn. I think that is something that I realized. Wow, had I taken the other route of the traditional route of me working and my wife working and my kids going to school, we miss all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're curious to know, like, have you at any point? I mean, this topic is about sacrifice, give up your career. Well, have so you ever elevated, felt <laughs> like you were giving up, you're sacrificing your career for your kids? Um, I would say to a certain degree, yes. I think like I'm 42 right now. Yes, I'm 42. So, so you know. If you're working, climbing the corporate ladder, you should be like almost at the peak, right? Mm. You know, and 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 so, and so you know, there's always this fear, right? Like if you're not doing working, like you're not climbing, then you know you are like you know you're not gonna you'll be left behind. But I think like looking back, I'm glad I made that decision as a stay-at-home dad because I realized that like, you know, like these days we always talk about like how do you build resilience in your kids? How do you, you know, make them, you know, able to cope with all these changes in the world and society and pressure, you know? And for me, at least me and my wife, we talked about it, you know, that how do we help them is by giving them love. And going back to it is how do we love them is by, which is the most costly is spending time with them Mm -hmm. because time is expensive, right? Time is limited you cannot you know you can i can always go back to work again or i can always you know you know go you know submit my cv and start look working working but like once i lose the opportunity my kids is gone like you know especially the first couple of years because i mean once they go to primary school like you won't see them half the day already yeah. and then you continue you could just it's going to be less and less and less right and so so once i miss those opportunities i cannot go back and and so why don't me and my wife spend the time right now investing into their lives so that they'll be able to cope with the changes in the world as they grow up, right? That they feel secure, they feel safe, they feel loved at home. And they understand that me and my wife is always there for them. So just to kind of give it a, a back picture of like how we work, like, you know, even though I'm a stay-at-home dad full-time, I don't like, I'm telling you, like, I'm not like, like a really stay-at-home mom. Like, I don't, I don't cook, right? My wife does most Rudy of the cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, so, so like, I bow, like, you know, I, res- I give respect to the stay-at-home mom because they really like stay home. You know, I know stay-at-home mom, like homeschool their kids, does all the, you know, does the, the chores and that stuff. And, you know, I do some chores, my wife do some, right? And then, and then my, my, my wife also look, look after the kids as, as well because she also wants to spend their time with them, mm-hmm. right? And so, so we, 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 so the way we work in our house is we just do shifts. So I'll take a shift. So no. you take a shift while she's working. While she's working, that's right. And then after lunch, she take a shift. I take a break. And then after that, I take a shift in the afternoon. And then she works. And then in the evening, we have dinner together. And then mm-hmm. we put the kids to sleep. And and so so it's it seems like a quite hectic schedule, maybe more for my wife than me. But 
but it works for us. And I, I and I can say that like if I had to look after the kids like four day and night, wow, I, I don't mean, like, I, I'm telling you, I don't think I can I can do that. I would be mm. like so so like grumpy and upset. But at any point on this journey, have you ever had like the what ifs in your mind? Like, what if I didn't choose this route? I could be like, you know, climbing, <sighs> be at the yeah, top of sure. wherever you yeah, are. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. I think you know, there's so there's some days you just sit at the sofa so tired <laughs> and mm. we're like, oh, it'd be nice if we have like you know, someone to help us clean the house, do this and that, a lot of that kids, then we have to do it. But I think, I think the decision we make, it was like, like what is best for our kids? You know, like, like, like I guess maybe I'm not so career driven person. I, I, I realized that those days I spend time with them and those, and, and actually that the time where like, like when I say quality time, where like I'm one-on-one with them, no phones, I'm not paying bills. I'm not checking email. I'm just really spending time with them to connect. It's so rare. Even as I stay home there, like I would barely an hour a day possible because you're busy. You're going to do chores. You're going to take up the house. You're going to take up the bills. You're blah, 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 blah. And so I realized that, wow, like, like I said before, like once that time is gone, it's gone. Like my kid is already six. Next year, she'll be going to primary school. And I'm like, wow, where's have all the time gone? And, you know, looking back, sometimes I wish I would be a better stay-at-home dad instead of being so grumpy in the first couple <laughs> of months, you know, understanding that actually this is a quality time I spend with my kids because most fathers don't have that mm-hmm. or they couldn't. Either they have to, like you say, right, they have to work to pay the bills or, or they're doing something and, and once I miss that then it's gone tell me a little bit about like the grumpy part oh <laughs> like um, how do you how do you because I don't think that's a unique to oh, to like stay home dads oh, or like, you know like it could, it could totally happen to a stay home mom that was that's climbing the corporate ladder so, so the basis is you're climbing the ladder you're doing decently well and then, then kids come and kids disrupt come, your plan and then you'll be like is this what we want right and and then all these planning start to come. And, and we you- also define that uh, it's a bit different from the conversation of you have to make that choice. Mm. Over here, what we're discussing is should you make that choice yeah. even though you can choose to put them into childcare? Because yeah. we acknowledge that there are some families whereby kids are... I, I do have a friend. Um, The wife had to stop working completely because the kid is special needs. Mm. Um, In fact, two, two people I know of who are in this situation. So in that case, there's just no choice. Someone has to do it. But in this case, we're going to assume all factors being uh, constant. You're climbing the corporate ladder, kids come around, and you're in this situation whereby should we one person be a stay-home parent to treasure and enjoy that golden years yeah, before it's sure. gone? How do you overcome that? Like grumpy I, dad face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My, okay. Maybe my grumpy dad face is because I feel not purposeful in what I'm doing. Uh, there's a couple aspects part of being grumpiness is I'm tired <laughs> so so my wife gave me my wife was like I'll look after the kids you take a break then I go take a break you know so so that part that part of grumpiness can be solved the other part of the grumpiness of not finding purpose or not climbing the corporate ladder I think is really um more of soul searching like I think that period of my life I was really defining like what is important to me you know, do I want people to see me as a successful person having all these achievements and accolades? You know, you know, I could do that and I can do that. But I know that if I do that, I will miss out on the time I have with my kids because I only can focus on one thing at a time. I'm not yeah. some amazing person. Some people are, I'm not. You know, so I can only focus on one thing at a time. So I will miss out on my kids. And what would that cost? They can cost a lot. 
And I think me and my wife, we talked to or counsel a number of young, 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 young people, you know, whether they're, you know, they're, they're guys or girls. And, and the sad thing I can see is that, you know, a lot of these struggles they have with their own self-esteem, with anxiety, is because both their parents are not home. You know, and they have a lot of money, really well off, you know, and, and it's sad like for me to see that. And and so I can see that like, you know, if I have those accolades, I can get it, but what would it cost me? It's gonna cost something, the reality is. What would it cost? And I and I don't want to be the cost of my kids not having a father at home or a father who is not pleasant, uh, present, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pleasant or present, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I I think I think those are the things that like I I I realize when I when I look back because sometimes you know when you're climbing the corporate ladder you just have one achievement right or 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 you're building your own company you have one achievement, but then when you look back you realize that oh, you miss out on all those other aspects, which you cannot go get back anymore because it's gone, and those are relationships sometimes. Yeah, there's but always I, a trade off. Yeah, yeah, there 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 would be a trade off. So so for you know so. So I realized that there's no free lunch. There's no mm-hmm. like that you can do this. You know, some people can you do this and that and you know, have a great career, have great kids and, and spend time with them and all that. Some people can. And I realized that at least for me, I don't think I can do all those. I will, I will, I will, what will I sacrifice if I have to sacrifice? And I realized, yeah, I was going to sacrifice my career per se, not working for a couple of years. And the, and the funny thing is, you know, I'm probably going to work like very soon because my kids are like, now they're both going to kindergarten. So they're not, you know, I'm not homeschooling no more. So, so very soon they both go to primary schools. Very soon they'll be, you know, they'll be like, what am I going to do with my time, right? Like, Daddy so, has time now. Yeah, right? yeah they don't have time, right? <laughs> then, 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 then the whole thing will shift. So, so it's, so for me, it's more of a seasonal thing. I know, mm, I know some of stay at home. Yeah, life. yeah. Some stay at home parents, they do it for, a long time. <laughs> I know they do it for life, but they do it for a long time until the kids go to university or whatever. I don't know. But everybody's different. So so that's what I like about this journey of parenting. You can do whatever you want, you know, but you gotta think about the consequences. They're all right. There, there are consequences with whatever you do. So you gotta so and sometimes unfortunately we don't see what the consequences are. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, then So yeah. what are some consequences? In a sense of like because okay, we assume firstly that your your wife is making decent, right? I mean, she's a doctor, uh, not bad. Right? Okay, uh, it's not probably not it, fancy, fancy, but I mean, okay. she's still in the born phase, so so it is what it decent. is. Decent, it's decent, decent. Okay, uh, <laughs> but still, still with that in mind, two earners become one. There's still a quite a lot of cutback, right? So how For how does sure. that? affect your quality of life in that sense you know because i think that's what a lot of people would think like oh, i cannot travel as much i cannot eat this i cannot mm. you know it's like but, and, and those are real but we're not trivializing for sure, for sure. we're not trivializing them right you, you probably have to cut back some of your lifestyle how yeah. does that how, how has that how has that look like for you okay i think so so just to clarify this my wife is working like 0.75 so she's not even working full time because she wants to spend time, more time with the kids and she mm. wants to run her own NGO. So, so those are different. So that's a background. So you say, wait, so we do have to cut. And of course, right now with the inflation and whatnot, you see all the prices go, go up, right? So yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and so I think, I mean, we, we do look at where we spend the money and we do look at where we don't spend the money. So instead of like, before maybe we used to eat out like twice a week, we eat out once a week, you know? Before we go to a nice restaurant to eat, now we 
you know, instead of that, we could eat at Hawker Center. You know, we look at, you know, I stopped drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, make I, your own I, I, at I, home. Yeah, make your own at home. Mm. It's not going out and buy because yeah. those are expensive, right? Mocha pot solves it yeah, all. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Those Nespresso is great. Yeah, so yeah. the 80 cent, 85 cent a pot. Anything. So, <laughs> so those are little stuff that we change. And I think, I think those are the adjustments that we need to make. I mean, that's the reality. The reality is that you don't have all the money in the world, right? And so we have to make those changes. But I think, you know, as I say, like, we are giving up this to gain the time we spend with our kids. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is, I would say, priceless in a sense. Like, yeah, spend time, like, playing with them or spend time, like, teaching them, spend time to grow with them, journey with them. Like, like, of course, my wife is better than this than me because I guess I'm because not so you're not personal. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and also because maybe my, 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 my two kids are girls and so she can have that deep conversation with them about, like, fear, about bullying, about you know, concerns about stuff that is just beyond the surface level, right? And you cannot do this when you are just like, don't see them whole day and then have a dinner time yeah. and go home because That's it's true. impossible. I yeah. grew up in a family with both parents working and it's I hard. never felt like I could confide in them about anything. So I so sought all my solace in like friends mm -hmm. and sometimes my friends' parents, <laughs> but not my own parents. So that's a bit sad. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. No, I share I share that view. The other day we were just talking to some friends about this. Um, because one of my friends gave up high paying job in China, came back to Singapore, you know, took out something smaller just so that he can spend time with the second kid. Wow. Because the first kid he wasn't around. Yeah. And then and then he was like, you know, the relationship is just weird. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, and so he came back for the daughter. But that was meant like 10 years ago, right? Wow. You it's know, crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Advanced, right? Very fashion forward, huh? Yeah. Uh, but and, but he he vividly said that there's difference, right? And yeah. I I can test I can yeah. attest to that, right? I, right? I I don't when I try to think about like my relationship with my parents, I was like, what relationship? <laughs> it's yeah, not a good or bad kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, there's just nothing to it's really... It's just a blood relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, no, there's, no, there's no like episodes of like, you know, joy or like doing things together, you know, like uh, playing sports together. I don't know, going for classes. Yeah. It's just, it's like empty. Now, I think I'm closer to my mate, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of feeling. Yeah, I felt that too when yeah. I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. So, and I think the funny thing is that I can see that this generation a lot of parents are making those decisions, mm, right? Mm. I, I think because they see what they grew up as a childhood and yeah. also they, what they want to see in the kids. Because we are the product of that. So we yeah. want to change it for yeah. our children. I mean, we don't want our kids to go through that. Exactly. Knowing that. Or, or yeah, and I think that's a very there's a difference in terms of parenting from one generation to the next. Yeah, yeah very, very different. I have to say though, on this topic, I feel um, I wouldn't agree with giving up one's career for your kids right and my my story is that I gave up partially yeah 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 <laughs> I, I'm 
never you kind of realize my my pattern right i'm mm. never 100 percent anything one i'm yeah. always like very risk adverse i balance out transition period mm. and all and same thing right so my story is that i climb to the top of my career path i mean i always had a, a certain goal and pass right and i had like this was my first aim and my second aim and i thought i would hit my first aim by this age and second aim by this age i already hit the first one finally a, a bit ahead of time and then i was like whoa you know finally i i, I can relax there and not relax lah, but enjoy it right relax lah. yeah and right. then and then my second kick came about and i realized that in order to stay at that position i couldn't right i mean i could but like what you say i was very conscious of the trade-offs yeah wow. and i i thought of feeling i never thought i would actually quit because also laser focus on my career right so to caveat i'm a workaholic i'm a super like you know career focused driven i want to achieve and make my impact known and you know in the workplace and be recognized for being successful at my work and the things that i do so i did not expect um that when my kid started to be able to vocalize and he said like mommy you never spend time with me i didn't expect that to hit me as hard yeah. as it did and i started realizing that while i could still do things like 11 p.m calls and work overtime when he was very young and he didn't realize it there comes a certain age where your kid starts to be more aware now i'm seeing it in my second one as well because we spend more time with the first one it's hard to to, bad, to bring up both like, really very difficult but the second one now he's like one and a half he's feeling it and he's starting to act out to ask for attention. In the past, we could just push him to the helper or push the grandma or something else and then the rest of us go out. Now, he really protests and he knows and we're like, he's at that age. They start being aware. And I'm really thankful. I mean, I, I feel the pandemic was really a blessing in disguise because mm. it changed the whole conversation and narrative about what does it mean to work? Do you really need to spend two hours traveling to and fro just to get to the office? Yeah, yeah. yeah. True, can't you work from home and be as efficient? Can't you be in a position whereby you can go off and pick up your kids and you know, if your kid needs you to go to the doctor or whatever, something happens, you can do that and then come back and do your work later. Must it really be like so tightly confined to nine to six? No, I think mm. the pandemic changed all of that. And it's lovely. If not for it, I don't think I'll be in this position today. I yeah, mean, yeah. No, the and, whole and, idea of it is so foreign. Yeah, right? and, and you can it. even argue that, you know, it, it also affects the kids in a way of like their schooling time and all that, right? Like why why kids have to go to school at seven? Because their parents go to office at eight. Exactly. Right? So I need to send you to school and That's then I right. continue, right? So it is, it is a systemic kind of structural choice. Yeah. Yeah. And that now you break one, <laughs> you break this, you can break the others also. It's like, oh, now uh, kids can go in at nine. Because studies have already shown that, you know, if you're, you're more sleep, more well-rested, you learn better, you progress better. Yeah. All those yeah, things, right? So sure. you break the yeah. first one, so many other things and are waiting to be broken. Up, I mean, in the past, right, you only needed to look at like forums and talk to younger colleagues, especially those who don't have children or who are not yet married. And they would like resent the moms, especially the moms, because they would be the ones knocking off right on time and saying, I'm sorry, I have to go, I have to pick up my kid. What? Why? Because your childcare closes at seven. You get penalized and it takes time to travel from the office to the childcare, mm. right? But then now that we have broken that, moms, if they work at home, they can go and pick the kid up at 5, 5.30, whatever. And then, you know, bring the kid home and resume working at like, say, 8 or whatever other time where someone comes in and help out the kid, maybe when the husband or someone else comes oh, back. Yeah. And they still get the work done. And there's less stigma. You don't resent anymore because your colleague's going off. I mean, in the past, when you have all of that travel, you really lose that productivity because so much of it is spent just traveling. And some offices, they don't let you take things out because security issues. They want to understand. Yeah, yeah but yeah. now with this whole change because mm. of the pandemic, I think it's, it's, it's amazing. It has really made, 
I think it has made having a family a lot more balanced. Mm, yeah, yeah, we can balance our mental health as yeah, well a lot yeah. better. Okay. Yeah. So so I I think I think I I get where it's coming from, and I think I think you're slowly seeing a shift. I mean, the very fact that we're talking about it, you know, this is slowly shifting. But why is it so slow? Why aren't more people taking up the mental, you know, and, and like just give up your career or at least take a pause from your career two years, three years, you know, like why is it still like, yeah. Is it is it just I the like money? What he said. I think it's the repercussions because like for many careers, right? If you just take a pause, it's very hard to go back. And I think humans we expect to like if we stop here and we come back later, we want to resume from this phase again. But it doesn't always work that way. Today with changes in the workforce happening so quickly, technological shifts, it's quite often when you take a break and you come back, right? It's hard to reintegrate. And it's the case for many work work uh stay home moms, right? We have this challenge in society for so long. Actually, I've always wondered. Why is it so difficult for moms to get back into the workforce? Hasn't someone come up with like some organization that values and you can monetize the skills that stay home moms have, which is they're very good at multitasking, a lot of the admin work and all that stuff, but I'm sure it can be valuable in some way, right? I know but they why... can breastfeed and write email at the same <laughs> time. <right? laughs> they have like why isn't there an organization that can really like you know monetize and help them to make money from these skills I, mm. I'm quite appalled there hasn't been an idea created around this so far but are I you think, afraid I think why people I think that's the, the struggle between work or your career versus taking being a family is, is real it's, it's a question that me and my wife we talked about right like, like you know can she work more of course she can work more but what are the costs Mm. But can she go on, you know, go overseas to do some trip to do that? Of course she can too, for work purpose, right? Like so, so, so this is a question that like I don't think that's a really like the right or wrong answer, but I, I think a discussion that I think the most important is that we just shouldn't assume like don't assume that like you know career is all hundred percent and the family you can do whatever you can because the reality is that you have to talk about it and and it may not be, you know, it may not be pleasant it may not be what we like but it, it, it's a reality of what can we do together as a family as a spouse right to work together how do we function as a family so that mm. everybody is growing and thriving right i think, I think that is the key yeah right it's, it's, it's a hard question like i mean not not working i think but i think the second question with, about working in career is that i think a lot of people don't want to give it up it's because it's their identity mm. like who we are is based on what we do right it's they so tie a ingrained. lot of it to yeah. their work. Like, like right. you know, you, you hear that stats, right? Like, most guys, after they retire, they die. <laughs> so fast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? People deteriorate after they retire. My, my guess yeah. is because they're so... That the work is their identity. When the work is gone, what do you have? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Did you so, struggle with that as well when you um, first Yeah, I think, I think so... So, okay, so I, I work at church, right? So I always seem, you know, want to go back into jump back into 100%, you know, and part of this, I guess I want people to see me to be like a good Christian working at church full time, do all this stuff, right? <laughs> and that is a big struggle so for me. So much social yeah. expectations. Oh, oh, my my yeah. expectation, I place up yeah, myself. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. my wife would be like, 
Nobody thinks like this. And it's true. It's no true. One, no one thinks and, like, like no, one, no one at church ever stopped me saying, Cliff, you should go back to church and work because you're a bad Christian and you stay home there. No yeah. one ever told me that. It's so, the so, clearly, so clearly right? it's, it's in my head most of the time, yeah. right? And, and so and so and so I have to rethink on myself, like, who am I as a person? Who am I as a man? Is it based on like, my work or is it based on my family? It's based on you know what am I basing it on? And I think that is the discussion, like the journey that I was in while I'm behind stay home there. And actually that helps me to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, I realized that like my work, whatever I do at church or, or your career or whatever, the reality is that if you're not there, someone else is going to do it. Maybe you don't want the person to do it, but someone <laughs> yeah. else, will, you know, you're not, like none of us are, like all of us are replaceable at work. But at home, I am not replaceable. Mm. Like no one can replace me as a father to my girls. Exactly. And when I when that clicks in, I realize, oh, that's a big responsibility. Oh, this is what I, this is why I am being a stay-at-home dad. Because no one can replace me as their father. And no one can replace my wife as their mother. Mm. And and once once that clicked in, then I realized that, okay, we understand why we're doing this. And we're willing to sacrifice the finances. We're willing to sacrifice the career. You know, not forever, you know. You know, but but we're, we're willing to make that make that choices, yeah. I think also it's a reflection of larger society, right? Like we're all brought up and educated through the system with the ultimate <laughs> goal of getting us a job to be employable, to pay taxes, and you know, just contribute. Productive, yeah. And people don't really ad- don't value the truth is society doesn't really value the work of a parent. It's true. I I, oh. I share that. It's with all. Yeah. In commercial terms, right? Yeah. Like, what are you contributing to society? Yeah. And you if know, you, raising you, a good kid is not considered exactly. not contributing to society. If you're not monetizable, yeah. you're not supported. Yeah, right. There's exactly. no like stay home mom incentive, stay home dad incentives. I mean, it's it's sparse, right? You yeah. get tax credit for like working moms, you know, and and, and all that. Mm-hmm. I I think part I think it's true. I think partly it's also because uh, sorry, partly it's because that like we just assume we assume that once you're a parent, is you know you. Like you know, you take care of a kid like that is like the minimum what you do, but no one realize, no one you know can explain to you that taking care is so much work, right? Yeah. And I think I think that's the difference. People just assume that well, it's your job as a father, it's your job as a mother, you know, like raising kids and for them to be you know grow up happy or normal or whatever. That's your job, you know, and that's like the like like so no one thinks that it's like oh it's something to look up, but rather something is just. Yeah, it's, like, it's just yeah. what everybody does. You yeah. have so that's fun, what now th- you do it. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> but now I think it's also starting to, like, you know, the narrative is changing where we're really discovering yeah. you can have kids. You can, they'll still grow up whether or not you spend time, lah, right? But how they grow up will differ. Yeah. What kind of people they grow up with. Yeah. What kind of relationship yeah. you have. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think mean, especially like as society moves from having so many children to like one or some families less than one or so, you know, the birth rate is one point something, not even at replacement yeah. level. You start to value more of the relationships that you have with your children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Adrian, when you have ten kids, it's okay, like right? Exactly. I mean, someone will take care exactly, of you, Exactly. Like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you know Adrian. Adrian. Adrian comes on our show very regularly. <clears throat> he runs his own show. Um, called the Adrian Tan Show, and he also has a he's a co-host of Work It, right? The CNA podcast. So he has four kids. So he said, like the first kid, wow, very meticulous. Uh, take time off this second, second one also, wow. First one I learned. You know, I picked up the lessons. I improved myself by the second one. By the fourth one, I was like, don't die, can already. <laughs> That was what he said. I was like, okay, that's... Yeah, yeah. He made it 
to number four before the don't die comes in. Yeah, yeah. My number two already like ah yeah yeah. Don't die. Don't die. I'm like uh. Yeah yeah yeah. I get it. Yeah yeah yeah. But I think it's really recognizing. Like I mean, even for my case when we were trying to, I I was very against the idea. To be very honest, I struggled with the idea of quitting because I finally earned it. Right, I finally got there after so long. I worked almost a decade in my job in my company just to get there. You know, why can people keep up so fast? But like what you say, I realized it was the quality. Yeah, and the trade-offs is very, very different. At work, I'm replaceable. Yeah, but yeah, at home, is different. And I think like, we don't want to also live life with regrets. If we don't make this choice now, how many people will then go on later on in their life and, re- and then think, if only I had done this. So I think it's really recognizing what you said. Anyone mm. can do the job. Yeah. It's great when women can do it and then we're like, yay, you can balance family. But then it comes to a stage where you realize actually someone's paying the price. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. And to be fair, I think Sheryl Sandberg quit because Meta is in a mess. Huh? But, <laughs> but that's a different, that's a different <laughs> discussion. You should have quit yeah. before yeah, you yeah, went yeah, down, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> a different, dis- that different, so different, different discussion. No, but, but I mean, as much as we go on the spiel, um, I, do rec- I do want to recognize that, you know, there are some parents mm. They are hustling not because they, they they have this choice was okay single single you know income is enough you know so we just cut back on luxury right and and so some people just they just have to right both yeah. both families have have to do it it is hard and I think the the state probably has to come in to do some some things you know and uh, maybe a a very coarse baby bonus is not enough. I actually feel right? one way that the state can help and society on a larger whole, right? It's not just to only support the idea more so that when people say I'm a stay-at-home parent, they don't ask, what else do you do? Yeah. But I'm a gardener <laughs> and I'm a weekend Sad. painter. I'm a chef. You know, yeah, I do everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm an electrician, chain <laughs> light bulb. But yeah, like, um, I think it's also if we could get more support on reintegration. I think uh, more parents today, we do want to make this choice. Mm. Yeah, it is more of a we want to rather than we have to, right? Mm. But for all those who are on the fence, they're reluctant because, you know, it means a lot taking all those steps back in your career. That uncertainty on whether you can reintegrate when your kids are a bit older because like what you said, not everyone wants to be a permanent forever stay-home parent. Maybe you just want to be for this period, this season of your life and then get back to pursuing your career, right? But if we could have more support on reintegrating, Fair. I think that would help. Yeah. I don't know, but like just some rough ideas in my head, right? Is what if we could have like a sort of pseudo internships or part time thing for stay home parents to go back into the workforce? Say, let's say um you start with half day and then you get paid like half like okay fair mm-hmm. lah, huh? Then commercially everything works out, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. you get to do that, and then if you perform well in your half day role, and then you can convince the company to you know um you meet certain targets, the company can then convert you to either full time or seventy five percent wherever your comfort level is and it guarantees you that sort of entry mm. back into the workforce and if we had this kind of support program more of it I'm sure there are some but it's just not enough if we had more I'm sure more parents would be able to make this decision yeah, yeah. no the I think I can't remember was it NTC or the tripartite group uh, they, they did come up with some flexi 
uh, work hour, but it's voluntary. It's an advisory. You know, they came out with a model to advise companies to provide flexi work hours and all that, mm-hmm. which I think is great. You know, but but these things are voluntary. There's no teeth, right? Yeah. Or, or like it's not it's not deep yet. So it's where we're, we're in early days, right? More can be done. Yeah, you know, yeah. we have company CSR, and now mm-hmm. a lot of it is online. You know, what do you do for the old folks? You know, the mm-hmm. the environment. What if a part of us defining <laughs> and judging a company's culture and value are uh, in the CSR? ladders right it's also how much are you supporting families yeah reintegrating family like yeah. maybe you know having five percent of your roles for this makes you like you know we will show you on yeah maybe hr company. have to have someone like that right yeah. like, H, like someone in hr department other than learning development should have like family and yeah family support yeah. and if we could have that I mean it'll be hard lah, because commercially in a capitalist society that doesn't really make a lot of That's sense right, but if we could in. do it for the environment <laughs> yeah, yeah, why can't yeah. we do it for families and these are the yes, next generation yeah. our future you know yeah. I, I think what really important is that like you know i i, I mean baby bonuses are good are great I think it's just that, like you say, I think what's lacking is that, you know, we just don't want to have more kids, but we want kids that are growing up, that are strong, that are resilient, they can fly, be creative, entrepreneurial, taking risks. And how do you foster that environment, right? And I think that's a hard part for government to do because what policy can you do to help encourage encourage that other than helping the parents, right, to, to give them the space and the time to to spend time with the kids. That's at least that's what I see. That you know, at the end of the day, the kids, like you know, when they're young, they look their parents for love and support. And if that is there, you know, whatever that outcome will be, we will flowing into that. Of course, unfortunately, it's not measurable, and it takes a long time, right? So, mm-hmm. so this is where the struggle <laughs> is, right? Because you know, you want policies that works, and then you can see the effect of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, how do you look at this policy, and like what yeah. policy can you place to yeah. see the effect of it, right? Because it's I a, think the a problem is that, idea. yeah, but yeah. we leave it to the owners of individuals and each family you need to figure out a solution. I think that's where the danger lies. Mm. Because when you do this, then those who cannot find a solution, they will just give up, right? Then you end up with, you don't get to make that choice, your kids just throw in daycare and you don't really have, you just try to survive. But if we can have, we need everyone involved, right? So companies that starting to have this, but companies also won't do it unless people hold them accountable. So that's why I think a larger society is really about like fostering this shift, this new mm. social compact, mm. you know, using the terms properly, mm. yeah, okay? But really like redefine. getting, yeah, yeah, we need to redefine this so that families become a bigger part of everything in Singapore. And I think that in the end will be the only way we can hold on and force our national identity, yeah. isn't it? Everything, all this yeah. conversation about what is the Singaporean identity, our kind of birthday, I mean, actually it all falls back down to all these little things. Yeah, so funny, right? Like, yeah. And I think just family, healthy families, right? That's what we want. We want healthy yeah. families so exactly. that... Exactly. And, and we don't just hard. want surviving families, yeah. we want well, healthy, yeah. thriving families. We want healthy families, families that are growing and, and whatnot. And that is, that, that's hard work. Yeah. Exactly. So because, how, do you, how do you, I mean, question for you, last one. <laughs> How do you then define success today? I mean, I can success in my career and whatnot, but I think success, at least for me as a parent, is that I can have a good relationship with my kids growing up all the way until I die, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that is how I would define success for me. And I think it's something so simple. It looks simple, but it's so hard to do in this age, or I guess in any age. Because, you know, like for example, sometimes I don't even be aware like what it means to love. It sounds silly, but or like, you know, the stuff I do, I'm not even aware of. Like just like last, you know, this week, you know, my older one told my wife that Baba been scolding at me. That's why I'm sad. 
And I'm like, why am I scolding? But it just turns out you that. You just did. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I raise my voice like that. And then it's like, you know, so so then I um, reflected on that. It's like, maybe I did school and maybe I need to change the way I communicate. Mm. And I think that is what I would want to change, like in terms of like, seeing my success is that they're able to see those changes and they're able to feel love and that they can grow and pass for them to pass that on to the next generation because the reality is that we take what our parents gave us what we grew up at home how we define family how we define conflict how to define all that is actually come from the home it's yeah. not you know and and I, I my hope is that i'm able to pass on something more positive for them or something some tools for them to deal with conflicts their own esteem and not as they grow up so wholesome, ah, uh, today's episode. <laughs> we hope we, that made you think. But yeah. I think like to wrap up, for those of you listeners who might be tuning in and really are considering, should I give up my career? I want to, but I'm worried about all these things. Hearing from both perspectives, I hope it helps you to find your own direction. Mm. Um, yeah, he has done 100%. I've done 50%. But I think at the end of the day, it's really like figuring out what we want, what are the trade-offs you're willing to do. And, you know, we really need to redefine this social compact mm. and start holding companies accountable for their contributions true. to the family. I do agree. Oh. I do agree. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.